Hello and welcome to the Bliss Bean Show. I'm your host, Patrice, and on this podcast, we talk about how to design intentional days, create meaningful work, and get more out of life. Welcome back to the show. Today, I'm here with Mahat. Mahat is a study Instagrammer and YouTuber with over 250,000 followers on Instagram and over 50,000 subscribers on YouTube. And I'm so excited to have him here today. We're going to talk about content creation, studying, balancing the two, and a bunch of questions that people had for him. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Mahat. Thank you so much. It's nice to be here. So first off, I would love to talk about YouTube. So and Instagram and all the channels that you're on. Can you tell us the story of why and when you started your Studygram account? Uh, yes, so I started my Studygram account in, I think it was the April of 2017. And I remember having like a visual idea of like what Studygram was, because I remember seeing lots of study inspo notes and things like that. And I originally was originally subscribed to this channel called Study with Inspo and he kind of motivated me to really start a Studygram account because I had an idea, like an inkling of what the Studygram community was, but I didn't think that it would be a part of something that I would join later on. And then I remember heading to a Muji store in my city and then I think it was that day that I started my Studygram account because I remember typing into Instagram hashtag Muji and then seeing all mm. these notes and then that really inspired me and then, you know, my study realm kind of took off from that. Yeah, that's awesome. I tried to scroll back to the very first post on your Coffee Milk account. Mm-hmm. I think it was like a swatch or something, like a blue swatch or something yeah, like that. I saw that. Did you have like another account before you started Coffee Milk? Oh, yes. So basically what had happened was um, I started a study gram um, around the April period. And then I remember I had it quickly grew. I remember I had around 2000 followers. And then mm. at the time I kind of had um, this is my first year of college. So in the UK, you have college and then university because I know in America you call university college. Yeah. Yeah, so this is the first year of like college for me. And then I had exams around that period and then it kind of got too much. So I don't think Instagram had deactivation at that time. So I just deleted that account. And then I took like a two week break and then I decided to come back to the Studygram community. And then that was what Coffee Milk was. But it was originally called Studying with a H. How did you come up with the name Coffee Milk? I'm curious. Oh, great. I'm glad you asked that. So basically in January um, of 2018, I remember I wanted like a new change for like New Year and I kind of got sick of the username studying. Mm -hmm. So I remember I was with my friends and I decided, um, I asked them about a name that I could have. And they asked me, what do you like a lot? So then I told them at the time, I like coffee. And I also, this sounds weird, but I also like milk in the coffee too. So I didn't really like have... um, an actual username so then they were like why don't you have coffee milk but without the eye because that was taken at the time and then to me that sounded very aesthetic so then I just went with it and took it (laughs) yeah it is super aesthetic I feel like a lot of times well people ask me questions like oh I'm starting a YouTube channel I don't know how to name it and they put so much pressure on themselves but like sometimes you you just give it a name and you go with it (laughs) and like if you stick with it that name just becomes like a part of you and people start to associate the name with you exactly yeah that's true like I get called that a lot (laughs) I asked for questions on my Instagram account to see what people were wondering about you 
And one of the questions just said, not a question, but I freaking love you. <laughs> Except they didn't say freaking because I can't swear on this podcast. Yeah. And I think that's a great segue into my question, which is that I just really admire how engaged you are with your audience. And then, of course, in return, your audience is super engaged with you. So mm-hmm. why do you think it's so important to you to engage with them? And I'm also kind of wondering, like, how does that look like in your daily life? Like, are you responding to comments in little pockets of time? Or do you just, like, sit down and respond to a bunch of stuff? How, how do you make that happen? Yeah, uh, great question. I think it's important to engage with your followers for many reasons. Uh, one being that, you know, your audience was what made my... Like, my audience was what made me grow, like, along the way. Mm-hmm. And it not... It wouldn't be good if I just didn't answer their questions or things. You know, granted, um, there are times where I might be busy, so I, I won't be able to reply to every single person. But um, whenever I post a picture, I give it around maybe five to ten minutes and then I answer every single comment within that time frame. And then if anything's um, very important comes up, like if I have any comments later on, um, then I also try and answer that as well. But you'll see from majority of my Instagram posts, um, any comments... Um, I haven't answered is probably because I'm super super busy but mm. I try and answer it like every single day as soon as I post a picture so that's how I kind of like do it. I think your account grew quite quickly and so I'm sure mm-hmm. that was like a key ingredient in your recipe to success. <laughs> <laughs> yeah about that actually I remember um, it was I think around July of 2018 I believe I remember posting this one picture it was a swatch if you don't know what a swatch is it's like a pen swatch so you like test out all the pens and then like Mm. align the pens with the swatch and stuff and then you just take a picture a flat lay picture over it and i remember that getting ninety-four thousand likes wow which is honestly (laughs) exactly yeah which is honestly crazy because i remember i remember i was heading out to the cinema and i remember the likes started picking up because my phone wouldn't stop ringing like it was just blowing up and then i remember that day I went from 90 to, I think it was 120k or something like that. I think I gained around 50,000 followers around that time, which is insane because I remember showing my insights and it had like 7 million like views and it was just crazy. Wow. Like, and then I remember a lot of um, people had speculations and stuff. They were asking whether I was buying followers or things and I showed them actual proof that I wasn't. And it wasn't, you know, it was all the explore pages, like the explore page did that, which is crazy. Because I remember it got like 30,000 saves as well, which is, I've never had that before. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I feel like with buying followers, like you wouldn't have so much engagement, like so many real people exactly. commenting and saving. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what I love about my account. Like everything's like very kind of authentic. And I always try mm-hmm. and make sure that um, I'm authentic in any possible way. Yeah. Well, one thing I really love about your posts is that your captions are always they're long and I feel like they're almost like a little journal entry like I'm getting a peek into your life how does your caption writing process work okay so lately I've been writing very small captions mainly because I'm I just want to post and then answer some comments and then quickly go and study because I have exams around that time but when I do write long captions I the thing is I have to write it in the notes app because notes is literally like my life right now. <laughs> Everything is literally on the notes app. And then I kind of write what I'm doing in the day and if I have anything important coming on coming up in that week. And also like I I try to ask a question as well because I know that way you can engage with your followers too. Mm-hmm. So the notes app literally saved my life. 
I feel like I can definitely learn from you and incorporate some of that into my Instagram because sometimes I feel like I try to plan too far ahead. But I think part of like the fun of just being on social media is like sharing your life in the moment, you know, and not trying exactly, to like, yeah. prepare or now. design everything in advance. I also really, really admire how consistent your style is. So recently I just filmed a video about like how I plan and create Instagram content. And I was talking about like how I design my stories and I try to do it consistently because I've noticed that like with some other accounts, even if like I don't see the, their name at the top or I don't see their face, I can tell that it's their stories just based on the style. Uh, and yeah. yours is definitely one account that like has such a distinct style that I immediately know like, oh, that's coffee milk. What advice, I guess, do you have for like maintaining a specific style across your YouTube videos, across Instagram posts, like the photos you edit, stuff like that? I think the one thing, the main theme that runs across all my social media channels is that I don't know why, but whatever social media platform it is, it always have, I always have to make sure that if I take a picture, it has to be in natural lighting. Mm. And with Instagram, if you've seen like my stories and stuff, which I'm sure you have, I use this one filter, which I'm absolutely in love with right now. Um, it's called Delicate Glow. It's like the, um, it's like a brown, dark, like, do you know what dark academia is? Yeah, someone told me that, like, my YouTube videos are that. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I kind of see where they're coming from. It is kind of, because it's, like, it's very, like, dark. And, like, I love it so much, honestly. But I, I really use that filter. And I actually messaged the creator of the filter. And I was like, hey, if you could make this exact same filter, but with a grain, I'd be so appreciative, like, because I love it that much. Uh-huh. And um, also, I've, I always use the, is it, like, I think it's, it's not Arial, but it's Baskerville, I think. A Baskerville font. That I don't know why, that just ties well in with my stories and like it makes it super like cozy and aesthetic and I genuinely just love that. <laughs> and in terms of like um YouTube and stuff, I think yeah, again, I also need to have natural lighting and I have a preset that I made on um YouTube because normally it takes me quite a while to like colour correct and stuff. Mm-hmm. So having a like a homemade preset filter is like a game changer because all you have to do is just drag it and then drop it onto the actual video and it makes it super nice and all i have to do then is add text over it and for text i use the i think it's Arial, but it's in italics and it's bold mm. and that's what makes like my video come together like i genuinely love that as well <laughs> so staying consistent is key so i guess then to someone who is listening to this and thinking about starting an instagram account or a youtube channel or any sort of like content creation, what would be your best advice that you could give to them? Uh, great question. I think I've actually had a DM previously of someone asking me that. And I remember telling them, I know it sounds super generic and super basic, but I remember telling them to stay consistent and also to make sure you engage with your followers because um, no one's going to follow an account that only posts maybe once a month, you know, no one's really going to follow that because they want someone that's like, you know, up to date and like that posts frequently. And not only that, but also when you're engaging with your followers, you're also maintaining relationships. And that way you can also, you know, gain followers by, you know, following each other and also even like going ahead and giving each other a shout out and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Though I don't encourage that because sometimes a lot of people misuse that and say, can I have a shout out or things like that, which is very a bit annoying sometimes. Yeah. I'm grateful for my followers though but sometimes you know when they say oh can you give me a shout out 
you know not everyone like likes that especially towards big accounts and like big creators too you definitely have to like build a relationship with someone before you go and ask them for a shout exactly out. yeah exactly you have to maintain authenticity as well and being like professional because you mm-hmm. know no one should go up to each other and ask oh can i have a shout out and you know i barely know you if i was if it was someone like you speaking <laughs> i would like you know give you a shout out but then you also need to have that relationship too and also i, I told them to um use hashtags as well because i know mm. you know in today's society hashtags are a massive um boost like to your account so hashtags are definitely a go. I love hashtags so much. And they also have to be super um close to your account. So it can't be something that's like broad, if that makes sense. So it needs to be something related to your account, a niche. So like study gram, study, things like that. I actually want to ask about that. Do you like have any websites that you go to to search for hashtags or do you just like do research on Instagram? Oh, no, I don't. Fun fact, actually, I've been using the exact same hashtags that I have. Um, have been using since I started my account in 2017. Mm. I literally always use the same one. And it's always actually done me justice, which I love. That's awesome. So you found something that works? Stick with it. <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly. Honestly, I would change it, but I feel like I would just mess up my Instagram. Yeah, don't don't mess with the algorithm. <laughs> Keep yeah. it happy. So with my hashtags, I, I have like this note on my notes app. And then I have different categories. Because I feel like mm. my posts span a couple of different categories. So, it, like, if I post something about journaling, then I'll go and find the journaling category. And then, like, at some oh, point wow. in time, I went through and looked for journaling hashtags. But I feel like I definitely could put more effort into, like, thinking about what hashtags to use. I just, sometimes I just type stuff and I see what comes up, like, in the suggestions. and that's Oh, it. yeah, yeah I, I do that sometimes, too, honestly hashtags are a great form of like promotion and like getting your account out there which is amazing and now instagram also has the top posts feature so i think if your post gets around over like a set amount of likes then you automatically put on the top post feature Mm. and then you can like grow your account from there which is crazy there's definitely like so many little things that you can learn but i agree with you that like at the end of the day, the consistency and the engagement is the most important thing. Like, that's also what I tell people when they ask me how to grow their YouTube. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't have better advice, but literally just keep posting <laughs> and engage. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes it's it's hard. It's easy to say, but you also need to have, you know, an inkling of how you can input that into your life and how you can grow from there as well. Mm-hmm. And it like it improves your skills and uh, it just like it develops your own style like I always say that you can only get better by practicing so like even if you think your videos aren't good if you make more videos they're they're gonna get better it's just inevitable exactly and I could actually say that like personally because I remember I was creating when I look back at it now I was creating horrible videos in 2017 and 2018 like the editing and the whole style of the video was just horrendous and now you know that now that I've kind of grown as a person also my subscriber count has grown and I can definitely see the like difference between 2017 and now (laughs) would you ever like delete old videos or do you keep them on your account oh I've actually privatized and deleted like majority of my Mm. old videos I think I only have the ones that I have on my channel right now, I think I have around 46, I think. Those are the ones that I genuinely loved creating. I yeah. think the rest of the videos I only did just for creating the video. Yeah. I didn't really put, like, love into creating it, <laughs> which is why I, like, had to delete them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so recently on Instagram, you shared that you took 
a week break from Instagram to focus on your mental health. And yeah. um, you just talked about like the importance of taking breaks. So what, how did that break help you? And then also like aside from breaks, what other strategies have you found helpful in balancing mental health with content creation? Uh, that's a very good question. Um, so yeah, I did take a one week break just to focus on myself and mm. you know to better myself as a person. And I did that because I had a lot of different stresses like in my life. Like I had, you know, university on one side, and then I also had social media, and you know, balancing both of them sometimes can be a bit of a tricky thing to do, especially you know when you're at, when I'm at the stage that I am now, like with that many like subscribers and followers and things it might get sometimes a bit too much uh you know as you would have seen like I have so many different accounts like it's honestly crazy so um I try like balance it by in that week I literally had to catch up on some a lot of university work that I had missed and I also had to make sure I you know prepared my shop update and also made sure I promoted like my shop and um creating a twitter account for my instagram and things like that it's, it was honestly like a bit much um but i'm glad that i did take that one week break to focus on myself because i had a lot of um admin things done so like things like mm-hmm. commenting back to youtube um comments and also responding back to business emails because i had left some i had an email from october 25th that i had just left like i just mm-hmm. left it in its place i remember i wrote hi and then that was about it it was in my draft and so it was nice to definitely finish that off um i had like you know on gmail you have like start mm-hmm. yes yeah, so i had a lot of start emails that i had to like go ahead and finish off and i did all of that and then i came back today finally after finishing all of that and yeah it was honestly great though it like changed my mental health so much like i loved it i would definitely recommend taking a break like to focus on yourself because it will just help out a lot yeah hopefully that made sense yeah absolutely like we definitely talk about the importance of consistency but breaks are also important (laughs) exactly yeah like being consistent is good but also if you're not feeling happy at the moment you know and you're you know you're you can tell that you want to break then i would say go ahead and take it because you know, nothing's more important than your mental health and physical health too. Exactly. And it really helps you to like kind of step back and see what you're doing with your YouTube channel. Because I find that sometimes if I like create, create, create without stopping at all, then I just kind of get like lost in it. Like how you were saying with your videos that some of them like you really put love into, but then some of the older ones like you were just creating for the sake of creating. And so I think like mm-hmm. a good antidote to that is to just pause and be like, okay, why am I actually doing this? What am I creating? Exactly, like you need to understand what you're doing in the now, but you also need to think about um your mental health and if you need to step back and say, whoa, like what am I actually doing? Instead of creating, 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 then, you know, I would definitely recommend a break, like it's great. Mm-hmm. So next I wanted to talk about school and studying. So as your followers who have followed along your journey will know, you initially were planning on attending school for nursing and then you decided on doing a marketing major after taking a gap year. So can you tell us about what you learned about yourself, I guess, during your gap year that made you make that decision? Yes, so I remember... um in 2019 I was originally doing a psychology slash sociology major but you know I didn't like it at all so I had to quit that degree and then I took a couple of months slash a year to really focus on what I wanted to do and I remember around it was around January of this year that I 
thought about doing nursing because I remember seeing um lots of like news articles and things like that and had a look at like the specification module and things like that and I really loved it um and then I decided to have some interviews but then I <laughs> sadly got rejected from the nursing course which isn't fun at all um and then that really like hindered like my whole take on if I wanted to do nursing things like that and with what was going on you know the pandemic and everything in between like it kind of reflected um on my decision of not wanting to do it anymore and then I kind of sat down again and had to decide why I really wanted to do and I already had an inkling of marketing and like my Instagram and my YouTube channel kind of tied in with it too so I thought I thought about doing marketing and then I just went ahead and did it that's awesome. So I guess how do you see what do you see yourself doing with your marketing degree after you graduate? Is like content creation something that you would like to continue doing? Uh yeah, I definitely want to keep posting on my YouTube channel. I'm not too sure about Instagram though cuz my Instagram is um a studygram. So I'm mm. not sure if I'll still be posting after my degree ends. I think my degree is 4 years. So I think in 2024. I'm not too sure that's a long time. Yeah. I'm not too sure what I'll do with my Instagram account. Maybe I'll like change it up to a lifestyle page, something similar to yours cuz I really like how you have like a lot of study stuff, but you also have, you know, pictures of yourself and things like that. So I really love that as well. So in regards to my degree, I really, really, really like it was my dream since thinking about doing a marketing degree to open up a influencer marketing agency. That's something I really wanted mm. to do. I like to manage influencers and things like that. Like it's crazy because, you know, it's something that I'm doing right now, but I also want to do for other people, which is crazy because I genuinely love that whole idea. That's a really cool idea. I've never considered that. Have you had like any experiences working with those agencies yourself that made you think like, oh, I want to start my own, like do things differently or something? I haven't, no, but through business emails you know a lot of marketing agencies contact me with like brand deals or like sponsorships mm -hmm. and that's always been something that I had a very very big interest in yeah. just like advertisement and PR and like communication things like that things like that it's genuinely amazing yeah that's super cool um so you talked about how the situation with the coronavirus kind of it, it worked out in a way that it made you rethink your school and your career decisions. Yeah. Do you think there was anything else that, like, you learned about yourself during this really weird year? I've definitely learned that taking breaks are absolutely necessary in order to just protect your peace and your mental health, things like that. So taking breaks are absolutely necessary in, you know, just staying healthy in general. And also, um, yeah, that's another thing. And also staying healthy... It's something that I genuinely like picked up on, especially with like this coronavirus and things. Um, it's made me take because I have a um, vitamin D deficiency. It's made me think about like um, you know, taking my vitamins and things like that, just protecting my health in general. Because something like you know, coronavirus can like be very fatal, and it's just crazy. So then, of course, so many people sent in questions about how do you stay motivated to study, and I'm sure you get hundreds of those questions every single day because mm -hmm. you have a study yeah. account. Um, so yeah, I guess I'll just ask you the same question. How do you stay motivated to study? Do you ever like feel unmotivated to study or to like, um, make your notes look nice and neat? How do you deal with that? 
Uh, I think staying motivated is a very big key in order to like fulfill your end goal. And it's mm-hmm. also very good to have um set objectives and goals that you want to like achieve. For example, um, you know, I want to do this um by the end of 2021 or I want to do that by the end of 2022. Like having small objectives that will reach your bigger goal is something that's very, very, very important to me. And just having things like a to-do list will help me stay motivated. And even my Studygram account, like, having me stay motivated because I post stories about studying and, like, study mm. tips, which is very, very important to have as well. And also my dream, again, is to open a marketing agency. So whenever I'm studying, I think about that and I have that in the back of my mind when I'm also studying as well. I feel like I experienced that with my Instagram account as well. It motivates me in some way. Like, I want to have something motivating to post. So then I will Mm -hmm. go and do something that will be motivating when I post it, you know? Exactly. And at the end of the day, you know, I am a human being. There are days where, you know, I'm feeling burnt out and that, you know, I can't study for prolonged periods of time because I can't think well. And it's days like that where you just need to take a step back do something that you enjoy and then get back to it because you'll motivate you even more because there's no um point in you know sitting at your desk and studying for prolonged periods of time and getting burnt out because then you're just you're not retaining any information and then you'll have to go back and read it again and then it'll just be a cycle all over again so you definitely have to have you know a sense of like standing back and like just thinking about what you want to do in that moment of time yeah, for sure. Sometimes the most productive thing you can do is to take a break and stop working for a little bit. Exactly. Um, yeah. So one of the one of the YouTube channels we talked about that we both watch is Ali Abdal. So have there been any like specific study techniques that you've learned from his channel that have helped you? Uh, yeah, I've recently picked up on his habit. I think it's um, active recall. And I'm still mm-hmm. learning more about it um, just because I've only started doing it now. Um, but active recall is definitely something that I promote to every single student out there. It's crazy. Um, mm-hmm. Because I was the one, the one student who would always um, study from textbooks. And although it helps, it doesn't help you retain information as well as active recall does. So it's something that was definitely like amazing like to do. But it's still something that I'm also educating myself on because I've just picked up on it. So just like a quick little summary. It's like where you where you test yourself on information and try to recall it without looking at it first, right? Yes, exactly, yes. Have you ever done his Skillshare course? Because I would always see it, but it just seemed so long. And I also wasn't in, in school at the time, but it, it seems like a really helpful course. Yeah, I've seen his Skillshare course because I remember... Um, um, just a few months ago, I remember um, I had a Skillshare account, a premium one from a sponsorship that we did. And I remember signing up to his course and I just looked at it and it was a lot of videos. <laughs> but I just caught a glimpse of one of them and they were like in depth, but I really loved it. So I definitely need to like go back and like watch it again. There's always like more techniques that you can learn. Um, another one that we briefly mentioned before during this call was the Pomodoro technique, which yes, I talk about. Yeah. I probably like annoy my subscribers with how much I talk about it, but has, has that helped you? Yeah, honestly, I love the Pomodoro um, technique. I used to have this like knockoff um, forest like app because mm. I didn't, I didn't purchase forest at the time. But now that I have forest, you know, the whole idea of like, planting trees whilst you study and things like that it's honestly crazy um but i also use this other app called it's called focus to do and you can set um pomodoros via that um app as well and it's also free and what you do is um 
I think you set a Pomodoro of up to 30 minutes and then you take, is it a five minute break? It depends on how long you study. And then you take a five minute break and then go back to it. That's really helped me as well. Yeah, usually, I mean, I think like the official um, Pomodoro is 25 20, minutes of working yeah, 25. and then five minutes break. But honestly, I think it doesn't matter at all. Like, I think just the fact that you're taking a consistent break is what matters. Exactly, because there are some people I think that can go on for seven hours without taking a break, which is absolutely insane to me because my brain can't retain all that information without taking a break or like stepping back for a few minutes. Um, just crazy. But then again, everyone studies in different ways. I definitely can't sit for hours and study, but like once I step away from my desk, I feel I almost feel like my brain is like processing the information in the background while I'm just like yeah, going and getting exactly, water or yeah. something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and going for a walk or things like that will help mm-hmm. you retain more information. Especially, I feel like, when people are doing online school, like, getting outside is so important. Oh, my God, yes. Honestly, like, online school is just crazy at the moment. <laughs> on Zoom. Do you have any tips on that? Like, how have you been adapting to doing school from home? Uh, okay, so I normally have a set routine in my, like, everyday life. Uh-huh. And with um, online school, I tend to, like, make sure I always attend lectures. And I always have in the back of my mind, if you, you know, miss out on a lecture, then you're not, you're, you're going to miss out on everything because it will be, like, a knock-on effect. Because right now, you know, everything is online and everything will have a knock-on effect if you don't catch up either. So it's, like, something that's important to have you always have to have a routine in your daily life especially with online school as well I read somewhere online someone said that like the reason online school is so frustrating is that the assignments feel optional but they're not and I could totally understand that and so I feel like oh yeah um, like the key to succeeding is just like keeping up with all your routines so it still feels like regular school because otherwise it's just like Oh, if I just shut my computer. It's like you're at home. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so easy to just check out. So I think that's a really good transition into our little lightning round. So I wanted to ask you a couple of quick questions to finish out the episode. So we already talked about this a little bit. Um, I was going to ask, what's your favorite study app? Do you have any other recommendations besides the like the timer focus ones that you recommended? Uh, yeah, right now, you know, it's very basic. I think every student has this, but Quizlet is my go-to app. Mm. Like, I've been loving Quizlet because you can study so many different sets and you can also make your own little card, like flashcards on it. And mm. if you have the premium account too, it's just, it's crazy. I genuinely love Quizlet. I'm not wanted to say this. <laughs> <laughs> Quizlet was a lifesaver for me. Like, I remember, especially classes where you had to memorize a lot, like biology or I took a sports oh, yeah. medicine class and like memorizing all the little tiny parts. Quizlet saved my life. Exactly. And I also study Korean now part-time. So mm-hmm. Koreans like are on the Quizlet is amazing because you can like have flashcards and it's just, mm. I love it so much. Like it's crazy. I get excited about Quizlet. <laughs> That's awesome. And then the next question is, what is your most important habit lately that you've been doing? Uh, I think what I do normally is um, every night before I go to sleep, I have a to-do list that I've already written for the next day. Mm. That's something that I've really, really like loved enjoying because then it also saves me time having to write out everything that I need to do like in the morning and I can just get on with it like my day from the previous night's to-do list. Well, previously we talked about like staying motivated and one of the things you mentioned was making a to-do list. And so I feel like 
when you have a list of things you need to do, like you don't need as much motivation because it's just like, we'll follow the list and that's it. And the end of it is just, you know, yeah, you finished your to-do list, you have the satisfaction of ticking off all the boxes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I like, if I do something that wasn't on my to-do list, I will add that to my to-do list just so I can cross it out. <laughs> yeah, same. same. I think the one thing that's always on my to-do list is respond to emails or respond to comments. I always have to have that in my to-do list because... <laughs> it's just crazy. So next, what is your favorite YouTube channel that you're watching at the moment? Uh, my favorite one right now is Yura Jung. I think that's how you pronounce her name. Mm, yeah, I Yura know her. Yeah, I really love her channel. And the second one is Unjaded Jade. She's also my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, Unjaded Jade is like, I've been watching her since 2018. I've, I literally love her channel so much. And I also love yours. <laughs> Yeah, thank I you. I love your channel so much. I just love how authentic like the videos are, and also you just it, it just seems like you have your whole life like put together, which is insane. Especially at the age you are, which is crazy. It's it's all an illusion. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like it just looks amazing. Like everything's put together, and I remember I was watching your, I think it was the um the way how to make money or something like that as a teenager oh. i think i was watching that yeah and it was like it's crazy because i remember i think it was you had a lot of comments saying or was that the photography one where you had a lot of comments that people were saying you shouldn't be giving out um this advice oh. or things like that yeah i was like don't tell me what to do <laughs> yeah because i remember a lot of people getting like butthurt or like triggered over things like that which is honestly like if you have a way to make money and you know you have advice well, just go for it yeah, honestly, like, it's crazy what people will criticize you online for. Like, I wanted to help people start a photography business, and I made a, an advice video. And for some people, that was, like, the wrong thing to do. And I was like, what? Exactly, <laughs> What, what yeah. did I do wrong? <laughs> and I also yeah. actually want to add to that, like, online hate is, like, real. Because I remember um, I had a collaboration with Apple recently, um, where they send me, I think, the iPad and also, like, the Apple AirPods. And I posted it online and got a lot of, kind of a lot of hate for it. <laughs> People were like, um, you bought the Apple products or, like, um, you know, this isn't sponsorship. Like, Apple don't do sponsorships, things like that. And I had this one girl saying that I work at Apple and this is all, like, like fake, things like that. Uh-huh. And it was crazy. And then the Apple... Um, PR manager contacted me and was like, "Oh, I've seen your stories. Try not let get the hate. Try not to like like let the hate get to you and things like that." But it was just crazy how much hate people can give you over the smallest wow. things too. Because I remember I also posted on my story a picture of my iced coffee with like a plastic straw, and I'm I'm like a, a avid stan. <laughs> I'm an avid stan of like you know sustainability and eco friendly. But at the time. Um, I was using the plastic straw. I was like you, rewashing it in between turns, and mm. a lot of people were like, "Why do you have a plastic straw? You know, save the environment, things like that." It's just crazy how, you know, people can just hate things over like the smallest things. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, like no one is a hundred percent sustainable or hundred percent perfect mm-hmm. in any way, and like literally, if you would look at anyone's life, like you would see things that they could improve on, but like. I just don't understand the point of, like, analyzing someone's life online and being like, you did this wrong, you did this wrong. Exactly. And it's been happening quite, like, a lot recently, which is a bit weird because I've never really had, um, you know, hate before. Like, back in 2017 or 18, I've never really had hate. So I don't understand why I'm getting it now, but 
it's I guess it's part of like the process. <laughs> yeah, well, don't listen to it. I mean, one time I remember I saw on your stories like didn't someone like criticize you for like not responding to their message or something? And I was like, how how can you be so ungrateful? Like he takes so much time to answer everyone's. I got a DM where um someone was like, how come you didn't um respond to my DM? Because I had ninety nine plus DMs since twenty eighteen. Because I've tried I've tried to like keep um answering every single message but then it keeps piling up and up and up yeah. and then i've had 99 plus like for the longest time and it, oh, i need to like try and like sit down and actually answer all of them because you know as much as i try and accept every single thing it keeps like getting on top of each other as well mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so just don't listen to any of the hate like i admire you so much for how much you engage with your audience and i feel like the true fans and the followers will appreciate how much work you do because like yeah i imagine it must be so much work to stay on top of those messages um just real quick you mentioned unjaded jade so i've definitely talked about gap years on my channel so if anyone listening is interested i'm pretty sure i mean she has at least one gap year video because i was like doing research to see what gap year videos are out there so yeah if anyone Mm -hmm. needs inspiration for gap years hers is a good channel to check out and then, finally, what would be a book that you would recommend to our listeners? Right now, I haven't been reading a lot of books as I um, have in the past, like when I was in high school and like sec- um, sixth form. Um, but right now, I think it's not necessarily a book, but it's a book of poems. I've been reading Milk and Honey by Rupi Kaur. Mm, that's yeah, that's a, a really one. good yeah it's so really good because every time like i don't know she just has poems that i resonate with like that just match my life it's something that i resonate with basically mm-hmm. yeah i remember reading her book and just being like oh that one's relatable that one's relatable and then like i i feel like i ended up taking pictures of like almost every page yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and that's another thing it's also aesthetic it's all super aesthetic as well yeah yeah i don't i don't read that much poetry but like hers is so relatable and so short and like so easily digestible like it's perfect exactly and it's also like it comes back to that phrase have you ever heard um a picture has a thousand words Mm -hmm. yeah yeah exactly it's like a poem that's like you know in the form of five um stanzas or something is like um also worth a thousand words as well so yeah that's the end of the lightning round thank you so much for coming on the podcast and interviewing thank today. you for having me thank you where can our listeners find you online uh so i have an instagram account which is just instagram.com slash coffee milk with mm-hmm. mlk at the end and i also have a youtube channel with the same um username as well so coffee mlk and um, I'm also opening my shop next week, which is very exciting. Um, and that's just from Yules. So from and then Y-E-U-L-S on Etsy. And that will be opening up next week. Oh, and also my personal account, <laughs> Instagram.com slash MLK.PNG. And also you just started a Twitter, right? Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's another thing I wanted to <laughs> touch so up much. on. Um, <laughs> I started a Twitter account and that's MLK underscore PNG as well. You just have so many exciting things going on and it's so fun for me to like, I'm so glad to have met you. We met when we did like our collaboration back in the Yeah, day. which like, I really I don't, know. <laughs> I have no sense of time now, so it was sometime in the past, but it was so fun and I love, I love just watching your journey and I wish you all the best moving forward. Thank you so much, you too as well.
I don't know about you, but after I had this conversation with Mahat, I was just so, so inspired. Like the energy, the dedication, the creativity that he has is so amazing. And I'm sure anyone listening, whether you are trying to become a content creator or you're just a student, you'll find motivation in this episode. So three takeaways from this conversation that we had. The first one is that me and Mahat kind of agreed that the formula to success on Instagram or YouTube or whatever is consistency and engagement. So first of all, you have to just keep uploading. I know it's really difficult in the beginning when you're not seeing many results, but you have to stick with it and kind of get over that initial hump until you finally start building an audience. And then the second step of that is to engage with your followers throughout the entire process. I think what makes people really stick around, even if they just stumbled upon your video or Instagram post on accident, is if they see that you're a real person, you know, responding to comments, responding to messages, and just making them feel like they're a part of a community. Second takeaway is always remember to take breaks. So whether that is little breaks while studying, we talked about the Pomodoro technique, or more longer term breaks when you just really need to take a step back from studying or content creation or just whatever busyness you have going on in your life. Yes, consistency is important, but it's not really sustainable in the long term unless you do take some breaks from that. And finally, one piece of advice that he gave was to make to-do lists, and I 100% agree with that. I think making to-do lists is a really good antidote to procrastination. So if you wake up in the morning and you start your day, it's much easier to get motivated if you don't have to figure out how you're going to get everything done that day. It's much easier to just have a plan already. Like Mahat said, he writes his to-do list for the next day the night before. For today's recommendation, we talked about a digital flashcard tool called Quizlet, which you've probably heard of, so I don't know why I'm explaining it. But another tool that I really like specifically for language learning is Anki. So Anki really maximizes on this concept called spaced repetition. It'll present you with your flashcards in different intervals of time based on how often you're getting them right or wrong. Another similar tool is called Smart Cards Plus, and that one I would say is a little bit of like a easier, more user-friendly version of Anki. Full disclaimer, I did do a sponsored video with Smart Cards Plus in the past, but this mention is not sponsored. I just thought it was a good tool because Anki is super detailed and comprehensive and there's so much you can do with it, but sometimes it's a little overwhelming. So if you want like a medium in between Quizlet and Anki, I think Smart Cards Plus is a good option. I don't really have any updates for what's going on at the Bliss Bean. I just wish you a very happy holiday season and I really I'm looking forward to starting to make videos again in 2021. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your family and friends and leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about The Bliss Bean and connect with me on YouTube and Instagram at The Bliss Bean and TheBlissBean.com. If you'd like to sign up to receive the show notes in your inbox every Wednesday morning, that's TheBlissBean.com slash podcast. If you have a listener question, comment, or suggestion, you can send a voice memo to hello at TheBlissBean.com. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week.